Well, hello. God bless. Welcome back to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Today we are going to continue on in our studies of or our discussions through the book of Proverbs. And we are at Proverbs chapter 4. If you are in a position where you can do so, grab a Bible and go ahead and open it up there so you can follow along with me. Today is the fourth day of the month. It is January 4th. If, not, if this is not too late, Happy New Year to you. But um, we kind of, what I do is just jump on at random times and sometimes I'll just record these and sometimes I'll go live with them like I'm doing here. But just kind of whatever day of the month it is, and uh, I'll jump into that particular proverb. And again, just to remind you, in case you don't know, Proverbs has 31 chapters, so it is something that you can study pretty much every day of the month that you can open up and read your way through it. And I highly recommend that you do that. There is a lot of wisdom in here for us to gain and to help us to get through this life. And you will find that, and this is true with the, the, uh, the Word of God in its entirety, but if you take the Word of God and you hide it in your heart, that is within you, you know, you read it and you have it within you, you, you will find that you will go through circumstances and situations in life. You will have decisions that you have to make where the Word of God will come to your mind. And Proverbs is an especially good book when it comes to just day-to-day -day living, you know, and day-to-day -day wisdom that we need as we go through our time, this sojourn that we're on here through this life of ours. But I'm just going to go ahead. I haven't prepared any notes on this. I'm just going to go ahead and read and kind of uh, talk about it as we go along here. But in verse 1, so Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 1, Solomon is the writer of this, and he says, Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. Now, here's something that pops into my mind right away, and I've had this question asked to me, and I have addressed it before, but it's, it's such a good point that maybe uh, I want to address it again in case you, you haven't heard it. But, you know, I was asked the question, what if you didn't have a good father in your life, a good role model um, in your life, or maybe not a parent at all, or maybe your mother, you know, wasn't a good role model, or maybe she was a great role model, but you were raised up by a single mother or whatever, and maybe there were certain things you feel you lacked in life. Well, Here's the good news. We have a heavenly father. We have a heavenly father, God above, who cares. And he cares so much that he has reached out to us. He has reached out to us. He's not left us comfortless and alone. He's given us his Holy Spirit. He's also given us his word, written instructions within the word of God that we can, like I said, put, put within our hearts and learn and grow thereby. But Solomon here is, is telling his son, you know, to pay attention to... Um, the instruction of a father and, and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, he says, do not forsake my law. So we know that we have good doctrine found within the word of God. Again, if, if you missed it in life, um, 
somehow from a fatherly figure or parental figure of some sort. You didn't have it. We do have it. We have no excuse. We can go to the word of God and we can find instruction and wisdom on how we should live this life and on decisions, like I said, that we we make on a daily basis that pertain to every aspect of our lives. We can find something in the word of God for that. You know, especially again, like I said, as you go through Proverbs. But Solomon goes on here and he says, when I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commands and live. So if you had that father in your life, great. If you didn't, but you are a father, you know, you, you have the role of being a parent in someone's life, you can pass on good things to them. And that's what Solomon's pointing out here. Ever since he was a child, he had something given to him, you know, that was good, instructions, you know, instructions on how to live this life. And it's important that if you are a parent, mother or father, um, that you take the time to sit down with your children and instruct them in the ways of life. Don't just let them figure it out, figure it out on their own, right? Because the scripture says a child left to himself will bring shame to his mother and father, right? There will be shame brought to the parent if the if the child's just left to himself, doesn't have any guidance or direction or wisdom. So again, if you are that parent and you are listening now, make sure that you take the time to do that. You know, spend the time, you know, your, your child needs your presence. Your child needs your guidance and your direction and your wisdom. The good things that you've learned in life. Yes, we all go through life in, in, in ways that we've made mistakes and we've done things we don't, you know, we're not proud of or we're ashamed of, whatever the case may be, right? But there are good things in life that you can pass on to your children and they need that. And that's what we see here in the word of God, right? Um, did I read verse four? He also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commands and live. Verse five, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. So he's pleading with his son here, Solomon is, and say, as he writes this letter and he's saying, come on, pay attention. I'm pouring into you. I've got something to give you. I've got some knowledge, some wisdom, some understanding that will help you through this life. Don't turn away from it. And again, I, I'll always take you back to the word of God and say, we have the instructions found in the word of God in the Bible that we shouldn't turn away from. And many people do. And, you know, in the book of Proverbs, we see a term for that. We, a person that turns away from wisdom and instruction, they're called a fool because there's something offered good to you and you turn your back on it, something that helps you through this life, helps you to, to avoid trials and hardships and snares and helps you to train up your children in the way that they should go and offers you good. We're, we're kind of foolish if we turn our backs on that, right? He says, do not forsake her. When he, so he's talking about wisdom and understanding here. And he says, do not forsake her and she will preserve you, love her, and she will keep you. Do you have a love for what is wise? Or do you tend to go in the way of what is foolish? Do you try to cut corners in life? Do you try to find loopholes for things? 
get off easy. That's not the way of the word of God. It's not the way of the child of God. It's not the way of the wise. We need to be diligent. We need to be people of integrity, people of honor, people of honesty, loyalty, faithfulness, all of these things, right? This is the way that we should walk through this life, right? Wisdom is the principal thing, he says in verse seven. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all your getting, get understanding. Now in another verse of scripture, it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's where it starts. When you reverence the Lord, in other words, you're saying that, hey, you know, this is gonna be the priority in my life. Righteousness, right? The, the things that God, and when I use the word righteousness, don't think of, oh, holier than thou type stuff, but just simple, simplify it and say, doing what is right, doing what is good, staying on the good path, the narrow path that the Lord wants us to walk on. That's where wisdom begins in fearing the Lord and honoring him. Fearing the Lord just simply means to reverence the Lord right, to, to give honor to him, to, to, to be obedient and to keep his commands. But he says here, Solomon's telling his son that wisdom is the principal thing. Verse eight, exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. Think about that. Do you ever maybe, uh, you know, you, you work a job or you do something in your life, you know, your vocation, whatever the case may be, and you wonder why maybe you get skipped over for promotions or you're not really honored in what you do. Well, the Bible's telling us here that when we embrace wisdom and we decide to walk in a way that's good and honorable and wise, those things I just mentioned a minute ago, right? Loyalty and faithfulness and all of these things. When we decide to reverence the Lord and fear the Lord, then we find that good thing comes good things come our way because God provides all of our needs like Jesus said he said seek first in other words make this your priority and i know i quote this verse all the time but i love it and we all need to hear it right he said seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness so make that your priority the kingdom of god and righteousness right and then he says, all these things will be added unto you. And what's he talking about? All well, the things you need, your daily need, you can go read Matthew chapter six to find that out. It's the things you need in life. But oftentimes we go through life wanting to live based on greed and not on need, right? And that's not the character of God. It's not the nature of God. It's not what he wants for us. He doesn't want us to be greedy people. He wants us to be satisfied and content with what we have. And the, that is the necessities of life. And then if we have an abundance of necessities, we can bless others who God puts in our path who have lack or who, who have need. God will use you as a vessel to help others, right? But, it all, but, but what's your focus today? Are you focused on wisdom? Are you focused on righteousness? Are you seeking first the kingdom of God? Is that a priority in your life at all? Has it ever been? Or have you been the priority in your life? Verse nine says, still speaking of wisdom, she will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. So that, that kind of ties right in with verse eight there. She'll promote you. Wisdom will promote you. You'll get honor. If you embrace her, it'll be like 
you know, everything good coming your way. Verse 10, hear my son and receive my sayings and the years of your life will be many. So there's another promise from the word of God, right? If we do what's right, if we do what's good, we don't act a fool. We don't go out and run with the wrong crowd. Bad company corrupts good morals, the scriptures tell us, right? We don't seek to to take the shortcut to do the wrong thing, right? Because that ends up hurting us. And sometimes it cuts people's lives off. They get around the wrong crowd. They they do the wrong thing and their life ends up being short or they end up being locked up in prison, right? That's not the way of wisdom. It's not the way that God wants us to live. Verse 11 says, I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. This is the benefits of wisdom as well. It's a smoother path. It's a much easier path to walk in because you're not having to always look over your shoulder. You're not always having to worry about, you know, when you deceive somebody, will they catch on? When you steal from your employer, will they notice? Will they find out? When you break the law, will you get caught? You don't have to worry about any of that. If you walk in wisdom, you walk in righteousness and honor, take firm hold, verse 13, take firm hold of instruction, do not let go, keep her for she is your life, right? That is right. good instruction, obviously, right? Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of the evil. That's what I was just talking about, right? Bad company corrupts good morals. Do you have good morals? Has it been something that you've been seeking in your life? Have you been focused on and doing what's right? Well, if not, the good news is you're listening to this and the good news is, is I'm gonna tell you that you can repent. That is, you can simply turn around. You can make a change. You can say, I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm gonna reverence the Lord. I'm gonna honor the Lord. I'm gonna care about what he wants me to care about and do what he wants me to do. And how can you find out what he wants you to do? How can you find out what he wants you to care about? By doing exactly what we're doing right now, getting into the word of God and the Bible, opening it up and getting instructions from your father, your heavenly father. So he says, I'll read verse 14 again. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it and do not travel on it. Turn away and pass on. It's real easy to do that. It really is. It's just a matter of saying, oh, no, not even no thank you, but no, nah, no, nah, not me, not today. I'm going to keep going. I'm not taking this temptation. I'm not taking this offer for you know, get rich quick scheme or whatever it might be. No, I'll, I'll just stay diligent. I'll just keep working and trusting in the Lord that he's gonna provide my needs. I don't need the shortcuts that get offered to me in life. I'd rather stay on that path that the Lord has for me rather than on this path of wicked, of the wicked that's mentioned in verse 14 there. Verse 16, speaking of the wicked says, for they do not sleep unless they have done evil. In other words, they're out to do evil every day. They wake up, they're looking for the the shortcuts, the evil way, the easy way, the way to rip someone else off, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It says, and their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. You know, some people are just bent to do wrong. But, you know, in all honesty, I think that, well, I know that if not for the grace of God, there go I. 
if not for the Lord and the work of his spirit within me, there go I. I can go in that same direction as well. So, but still speaking of the wicked, verse uh, 17 says, for they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. In other words, this is their sustenance. This is what they live for. This is how they live. They're always looking to do it. They're always looking to go in that wrong direction, but the path of the just, now here's the contrast, verse 18, but the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto a perfect day. In other words, it's good. So it's so good to, to be a person that is just. You care about righteousness. You care about what is good. And that is what you're seeking in your life. And Solomon in his writing here compares it like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. What's the perfect day for you and I? Well, it's that day when we are eternally with the Lord and this life as we now know it is no more. And it's all good. And we gotta stay the course of doing what is good until we get there. The way of the wicked though, in verse 19, it says is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. You know, a lot of times the way of the wicked are, are people that are up to, to doing no good. They're, in other words, they're not diligent in their work ethics. Um, they're not faithful in their employment and loyal in their business ventures and all of that kind of stuff. And then they wonder, man, why can't I get ahead? Why isn't this happening for me or that happening for me? They don't even know what makes them stumble because they're so in the midst of darkness because they don't care about the light. That is that they don't care about what is good. So they'd rather walk in the way of darkness. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. That's what I was saying to you about the word of God when we first started here. Hide it in your heart. What is something deep within you? And he says, for, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. That's such a powerful verse of scripture to me there. Keep your heart with all diligence. In other words, pay attention, stay focused on having a good heart and caring about what goes in you, that heart, that core of your being. And I've talked about that in other teachings, right? Who you are as a living soul, the things you think about, the things you put into your head, the things you believe and the things you accept, maybe that you see on the news and all of these things that, that just want to steal your joy and steal your peace and take away from you. Sometimes you just gotta turn off all that noise. Turn off you know, what you're reading on the internet or what you're watching on the television sometimes and say, you know, what is the health of my heart, my innermost being? You know, we care about the health of our bodies, right? For the most part, we do, right? Most people do. But do you care about the health of your soul, your heart? And this is saying, keep that with diligence, be diligent to feed your heart right, to do what's right for your inner being, right? Because it says, out of it springs all the issues of life, it says. 
in verse 23. So in other words, all you know, issues in life that you're going to deal with, especially, especially your human relationships, it's all going to come from what's in your heart. If you're someone that's bitter in your heart, you're angry in your heart, you want to be the one that gets the last say, you want to be the one that wins the argument, you want to prove someone else wrong, you want to grind them into the ground and all that kind of stuff, well then something's wrong in your heart. Something ain't right. You're not being diligent to say, hey, is there good in my heart? And I'm telling you, the only place you can find that, that goodness is from the goodness of God that's found. And again, he hasn't left us alone. He's given us writings, something we can learn from. And then when you yield your life to him, when you commit your way to him, he'll direct your path. He will fill you with his spirit. In other words, he, by his spirit, he will renew you in the spirit of your mind and you'll start to think on things that are good and pure and lovely and of good report as the scripture says, right? Verse 24 says, put away from yourself or put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. What about, you see, uh, verse 23 there says something in, interesting. It says, from your heart spring the issues of life. Jesus said that from the abundance of the heart, he said, the mouth speaks. So again, it all goes back to what's in you. And here it says, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips from you. Do you have a foul mouth? Are you talking in perversity all the time? Well, I mean, it's your choice, right? But, you know, it's not what the Lord has for you. It's not what God the creator has for you to do. It's not the way of righteousness. It's not the narrow path that the Lord wants you to be on. But that shows what's in you. What comes out of your mouth shows what's in you. It's your character. It's your nature. Again, don't expect honor and don't expect promotion if you're that type of person. You know? Don't expect good things to come your way if you got perverse things within you and coming out of you. Look what it says in verse 25. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids Look right before you. In other words, focus. Be focused on what is good. You know, no, no need to, to have your head on a swivel when it comes to all these things that life offers you. What is your focus? The Bible tells us to fix our eyes on the Lord, the author and the finisher of our faith. And what did he do? He, he laid down his life. And he surrendered to the will of the Father. And that's what we are called to do. And that's what is the best life. That is, that is the good path to be on. Ponder the path of your feet, he says in verse 26. And let all your ways be established. In other words, pay attention. What direction are you going in right now? What kind of decisions have you been making in life up till this point? in life what what has been your direction ponder think about it ponder the path of your feet it's good for us to do that it's good for us to pause you know and say am i doing what's right am i going in a way that's pleasing to my lord to my god 
Am I, am I pleasing to him? He offers you goodness. He offers you hope and peace and joy and, and a good life. But you got to ponder the path of your feet and say, have I been going in that direction? It says, do not turn to the right or to the left. The, the last part of verse 27 here says, remove your foot from evil. That tells you that you can do it. You can repent. You can turn around. You can go in a different direction. You can remove your foot from evil. So here again, we see another good word from the word of God. Hello, Isaac. I did get your email, by the way, and um, haven't had a chance to sit down and kind of read it thoroughly, though, which I will do, and I will write you back. But um, God bless you all. Um, this is Wednesday night. I do not think I will be going live tonight. We've got some things going on, and uh, I probably will not be going live on Wednesday night like I have been, not this Wednesday night anyway, but... Uh, Lord willing, we'll be back again next Wednesday night with the Wednesday night live thing. So, but thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, whichever the case may be. And um, you can uh, find us on YouTube. You can subscribe to us there. Um, if those of you are watching that are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, um, I encourage you to do that. That helps us out. If you want to go out there and subscribe to us on A Love Outreach. And uh, any questions, you can email me directly, dave at aloveoutreach.com. And you can also um, go to our website, aloveoutreach.com, and uh, fill out the contact form there, and we'll get that email as well as an email to us. So, yeah, God bless you, Isaac. God bless all of you who have been watching and listening. And until next time, be blessed. And once again, Happy New Year.